0: Welcome to the Z Ball podcast on a late Monday night, fresh off of the Boston Celtics blowout win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Got a lot of uh, stuff to discuss, all four second round series, conference semifinals. And on the line from Pasadena, California, diehard Boston Celtics fan riding high on Boston's Game 1 win, Akshay. What up, Akshay? How's it going?
1: What's up, Sean? Hi, uh, it's going pretty well, my friend. You know, uh, welcome to tonight's game. Celtics, baby, you know, that's a opening statement, game one. You know, it's still a long series to go, but uh, this is a, a definitely a great statement. I mean, you, you don't have Irving, you don't have Hayward. Um, Brown was out today. You know, I mean, uh, this team is just incredible, bro. I mean, uh I don't know what to say. I mean, you definitely have to give props to, to Brad Stevens. I mean, this guy is definitely coming out to be the best coach in the NBA right now. I mean, he's young. He he brings a whole different mindset to coaching, new ways, new ways of doing things. You know, and he's not afraid to show it. But yeah, bro, it's uh, it's a good night, man. It's a good night.
0: Okay, so we'll, we'll start off in the Eastern Conference and we'll start off with that series uh, because it's kind of fresh in our minds just watching Game 1 that right. just ended with Boston coming out on top in blowout fashion. So, uh, Ashay, we know you're going with the Celtics in the series. How many games do you think they win in? You know,
1: this game, I, it's going to be a tough series, bro. It's going to be a tough series, you know. I Initially... I gotta be honest with you. Initially, I thought, you know what, uh, with all the injuries going on, you know, Brown not playing in Game One with the hamstring, you know, um, I think he'll be back. Uh, luckily, there was no um, nothing torn uh, with the MRI that was done. It just sore, so it, at least have time to uh, just rest on it. But you know what I thought was uh, it's gonna be a tough series, and I was uh, I was initially thinking. Uh, if Philly would, will probably get it in, in six or seven. But now, after watching this game, it's like my whole my whole mentality changed, man. It's like watching Boston play, watching uh, them them play together with a uh, eight man rotation, you know, and then everybody's contributing, you know, everybody's doing their thing. It's like um, I, I'm gonna flip my switch, you know, and uh, I'm gonna go with the, with the Celtics and six.
0: Okay, fair enough. I mean, so you originally had you originally thought you had your Celtics losing this series.
1: Well, I mean, I thought you know with Brown out, potentially if he's out and whatnot, you know they don't have the, the extra firepower. But then with other people stepping up, bro, you know it's now I see that, especially Brazier, You know, I mean, uh, he was kind of silent um, towards the end of uh, the series with the Bucks, and then Game Seven he sort of went off, and now he's going off that, and today again. 29 points today. Uh, Jason Tatum 28. You know it's uh, Al Horford have like what 26 or 27. I mean they're playing well, man. And especially if Rozier, if he steps up the game, if he continues playing well, if Tatum continues going at that, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see Philly beating them.
0: Okay, fair enough. I mean the play that we've seen from Terry Rozier the past couple games of the Milwaukee series and Heron Game One, do you think that's something sustainable that can? last and sustain the entire series against Philadelphia?
1: I think so. I think so. You know, Philly's going to come up with some... Uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brown, the coach of the, the uh, Philly, he's going to come up with some... Uh, with some... Um, what do you call... Uh, for Game 2? Adjustments? He's going to make some changes. Yeah, some, Yeah. he's going to make some changes, some lineup changes, the matchup changes. But Brad Stevens, I mean, uh, um, there's a reason why people call him um, one of the best coaches in the NBA, if not number one. You know, um, he's going to come up with some changes too. You know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of different things going on. You know, I think the very fact that uh, he had, um, what do you call, um, in today's game he had um, uh, multiple players defending uh um so what do you call um,
0: ben Simmons?
1: um yeah, ben Simmons yeah that sort of uh that sort of changed the way the, the game played you know I mean yeah granted Philly missed their shots uh, a lot of three-pointers but a lot of people don't understand that you know, the reason why they missed it is because Boston has such great defenders you know you have uh uh Terry uh he's a good defender of course you have uh, Marcus Smart uh you have um now you have, like, okay, Jason Tatum is becoming a great defender. Um, Brown is also a great defender when he comes back. You know, it's like even Horford. And uh, it's just like uh, that team is built. I mean, it's, um, for you to make a shot, you know, I mean, for you to really make a shot, you're going to have to work for it against the Celtics. I mean, it's not some easy thing where they're just going to lay off and let you take your shot and you put a hand in the face. No, they're going to be costly on you. And you have to do all. Of, you have to spend so much energy to, just to make one shot. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's definitely it's a good thing for for the Celtics, bro. You know, I mean they're they're playing really well, especially. I mean nobody. I mean I hate to say this, but, but nobody expected them to even do what they're doing after Hayward went out, Irving went out, and then uh, now now Brown didn't play game one. Uh, I bet uh, no one expected this. You know.
0: Okay, fair enough. And in, in regards to Brad Stevens, uh, him kind of being young and up-and-coming coach, uh, are we seeing some s- kind of origins? And he's kind of taking some teachings from Bill Belichick. Because, I mean, Patriots over the years, I mean, when when they lose big players, big-time players, it just seems like next man up steps in. They don't miss a beat. or And kind of similar to the Spurs, uh, I mean, they could kind of win with any different lineups, all the different lineups that they play with. And are we kind of seeing some... Signs of Popovich and Belichick in the young Brad Stevens right now. Are we seeing the origins of that uh, coming to fruition? I would definitely
1: think so. I would definitely think so. You know, especially if you can compare him to like. Uh, I think Brad Stevens is definitely on the Popovich level. Uh, he may not be as high as Popovich, um, but but he's getting there. He, he's really close. You know, I mean, I mean, Pop, dude. I mean, you cannot say anything bad against the guy. What he did in San Antonio. You know, I mean, yes, they had Duncan, but I mean, a small market. You know, the way he, uh, the way he managed games for them. You know, all the titles they won. You, you should definitely have to give him credit. You know, I mean, that's for sure. I think uh, Stevens is, is definitely on that level, and he's getting to that level. You know, this is this definitely has to go with a credit to Ainge. You know, Ainge found uh, uh, the Brad Stevens from Butler. You know, he found him. He took a chance. He brought him into the league. You know, one of the youngest coaches to come in the league. You know, I mean, they were um, the first couple of seasons were tough. But he, but if you look at the um, at the Celtics' record for the, every single time that Stevens has come in, every year their win their wins have improved every single year since since he's been in the league. They they win more games every single year. You know, i this year. Last year, I believe it was like fifty-three or something. This year it's like fifty-five, and especially this year without Irving. I mean, um, without Hayward for most. Of the, I mean, for the season, and then without Irving towards the end of the season, you know, that's pretty incredible. I mean, um, you you definitely have to take your hat off of that.
0: Okay, fair enough. So, I mean, Brad Stevens obviously deserves uh, much credit, and obviously he's. One of the uh, top candidates for Coach of the Year and deservedly so, but uh, on the other side for Philadelphia, I mean, kind of go- moving forward for Game Two and on- onwards for the entire series. Uh, what do you see for them moving forward, and do you see them getting back in this series? Uh, and what adjustments do you think they need to make?
1: Oh yeah, I can definitely see them coming back, and uh, there's no there's some, this game, this series is not is far from over, bro. You know, so a game one, you know. But uh, they're definitely going to make some adjustments. You know, one thing I would definitely want to see, but I mean, from them making an adjustment, is they need to. Uh, I think they need to like uh, sort of rotate the ball better, and I, I think uh, that's one of the things they don't do as well. I mean, granted, Boston's defense is uh, is it's pressuring them um, with the, when they have the ball, and I don't think they're making smart decisions at, at certain times. You know, and then another thing, they have to improve their shooting. I mean, um, their three point shooting was very miserable this game. I think they missed, like, what? Um, I would say 75% of their shots.
0: I think
1: they missed 21 threes. Yeah. Yeah, 21 threes. I mean, granted, I mean, that's not going to happen every single game. You know, they're going to make their threes, but then, but the way it is, I think um, Philadelphia also got tired towards the end of the game. You know, I don't think they ever faced. I mean, going through Miami in game one was, I mean, in, their, in, in the first round, well, it was like nothing, bro, for them. You know, they were, Miami didn't have defense. You know, they were just, all they had was, they were relying on their offense. But with the Celtics, it's a whole nother ball game. Plus, another thing I was, I was listening about is, uh, I think, what, uh, Joel Embiid made a comment that when they were playing with the Heat at home, half the stadium or a quarter stadium was empty. When you go to a Celtics game on a playoff, bro, it's, I mean, even regular season, but now in playoff, it's much crazier. Every seat is full. And you're to have the crowd um, against you. And I, I think that's sort of made them sort of, I don't think they were very well prepared for that today.
0: Okay, fair enough. I mean, in regards to Philly, uh, I, I think mm, even though they lost game one, I, I, I see them winning this series. Uh, I had them originally in six before it started. And I'm going to stick with that pick. I think from what we saw last series in the first round, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, uh, Miami threw some physicality at them, uh, some rough play, uh, tried to get in their heads a little. And they responded. They held their their ground. They held their poise. And they responded uh, with uh, excellent play on both both sides of the ball.
1: I uh, I agree with you there. I mean, they're going to come out better next game. But I think, uh, in all reality, bro, I think that Boston has already got into their head. Uh, if you see, if you uh, recall, in uh, late into the game, which I think uh, Simmons should have been uh, hit with a uh, uh, technical on that play, he elbowed Smart in the head. I mean, uh, everybody saw it on the on the review uh, on, the, on the replay. I mean, they were going for the ball. He got um, upset that that Smart was not giving him any any. Um, any sort of mobility he was like smart was defending him you know he was like that's uh, typical of Marcus Smart he's not going to give you any um, any any inch to shoot the ball you know and I think with that um, uh, uh, Simmons elbowed him in the head and there was almost an altercation you know and I think that uh, I think the NBA being the NBA and, and Simmons being Simmons and all that I think they should have fought they should give him a tech for that, you know. I think Boston's already in in their head, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, moving forward, I mean, Simmons might have gotten a little frustrated, but I think uh, moving forward into Game Two and uh, onwards in the series, I think uh, there, it's not going to be a problem. I I fully expect Philly to recover from the Game One loss, and I fully expect them to win in six games, like I originally predicted. I think all right, all right. this. I we'll mean. This lack of experience i I think it might be there, but i i don't i don't I see a lot of good things coming from this team, and I think with all the injuries that Boston is facing, I think this is Philly's chance to pounce on it an opportunity for them to pounce on this uh kind of golden opportunity. I think they will do so.
1: I mean, fair enough, fair enough. But I, I think Philly doesn't have it. I mean, one of the things going for Boston is, yeah, they play well as a unit. You know, they play well. They have home field advantage. You know, that's another thing. And I, I think lastly, and I think most importantly, I mean, Brown has not played yet. You know, if Jalen Brown is he comes back, you know, in Game Two, uh, if he comes back and he comes back, uh, um, he comes back, he can be another difference maker for the Celtics. I mean. you You have so many perimeter defenders, bro. I mean, I don't think Philly's ever seen this much. You know, and I think Boston now, they're playing at an all-time high. You know, their their thing is, you know what, everybody doubted us after um, Hayward, after Irving. Now you're going to see how we play. You know what I mean? But then again, you never know. It's still
0: a long series okay fair enough we'll see what happens we'll agree to disagree on that one you have boston and six i have philadelphia in six and we'll move on to the next eastern conference series this is the only series uh in the second round that hasn't started up to this point uh we have the number one seed toronto raptors facing the number four seed cleveland cavaliers uh what do you think in this series uh who do you think ultimately comes out on top
1: I in this series, bro. I have to go with Toronto. Toronto uh, Toronto's home field. Um, I say Toronto at six. Uh, the reason why I say this is because uh, pretty much LeBron cannot be putting up forty points a game for the rest of, uh, of the NBA Finals. I mean, uh, of the NBA playoffs. You know, this because it seems right now that uh, LeBron's carrying the cap, and, and with his age, I don't think he'd be able to do that. If he does, hey, more props to him. But I think the lack of, um I think he's tired, bro. I think he's tired for playing so many minutes and so on and eventually I don't think he'll be able to keep to keep that up for the for that whole series. So I definitely have to go with the Raptors in ten. I mean in six.
0: Okay, that's a great great points there. But I mean from what we saw with from LeBron last series, uh some people are saying kind of could be one of the better uh playoff series of his career. Obviously, I mean No teammate ever scored, I think, 20 points or more in any of the seven games against Indiana for him. I mean, LeBron scored 240 points total or something in the series. The next closest Cavalier was Kevin Love with 80 total points. So uh, a lot of uh, bad play from LeBron's teammates, uh, especially offensively. They were not able to connect on lots of open opportunities given to them by LeBron. So, I mean, is that something you see consistently going forward for in Toronto? I mean, can they play that badly again, the supporting cast against Toronto? Or do you see them kind of uh, improving and coming back to kind of their averages from the regular season? I mean, they
1: can play, they can definitely improve, you know, if that's for sure. There is room for improvement. But uh, but I think that Toronto is a, is a very uh, underrated team. And I think a lot of people do uh, underrate them. I mean, they're a great team, bro, and especially they made a lot of uh, offseason changes to the roster, you know, which have helped them. Um, I think uh, Derozan, Lowry, uh, Ibaka, and um, the other players are going to step up. You know, I, I think they've, uh, I think they realize this is our time. This is our time to like actually beat. <laughs> we have a good chance at uh, beating Cleveland because I think they know. I mean, a Cleveland runs through LeBron. You know, if they can somehow slow him, they have a good chance to beat this um, to beat them in this series. And another thing is, if if, um, if the Cavs um, um, bench uh, does not show up, this game, this series is over, bro. You know, that's what I think.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, Toronto obviously losing the last two seasons uh, to LeBron's Cavs and getting eliminated by them. Same kind of story with Indiana. I think they lost. Uh, last season against cleveland they've lost i think five of the last seven seasons they've been eliminated by lebron's team so it seems like we this is a kind of a recurring story with lots of teams in the east uh they run into lebron and their season ends so at this point uh toronto is from your opinion currently built to kind of end that streak and get through that uh that wall that is LeBron, kind of like the Celtics were to LeBron in the late 2000s?
1: I think so, bro. I think so. Especially if, uh, I mean, if if Cleveland, if Love doesn't show up to the game, if he doesn't get a good uh, 25, 230 points a game, I think um, uh, Toronto has a great shot to take down the Cavs. I can totally see. It, you know, I mean, Cavs. I mean, they're still. Um, I mean, they're hurting. You know, they don't. Their bench. I. Uh, I actually thought um, the moves they made were were one of the best moves ever. I mean, they made you know, in often. I mean, made during the. Uh, um, what do you call the? Uh, during. Um, Trade like, I mean, before the second half of the season, you know, that's what I thought. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of them haven't stepped up their game, you know, a lot of these changes. But, but you never know, bro. I mean, if, if LeBron comes out, if LeBron comes out, if he plays well, if he plays like LeBron like he did um, in the last couple of games um, with Indiana, then um, Toronto's going to have a, a real hard time beating them. But, but the thing is, can LeBron do that for the next seven games, you know, against the, uh, the Raptors? You know, can he do that? for for that time and can he do that on the road so that's uh, uh, in my mind that's some big ifs there you know but we have to wait and see what happens
0: okay I mean I think LeBron can play like that Uh, I mean on a consistent basis just the question is is the supporting cast going to be is the supporting cast going to be better than what they were against Indiana because they were absolutely abysmal against Indiana and then I mean, getting I mean, to Indiana, they got
1: lucky, bro. I mean, I'll put it this way: the Cavs got lucky against Indiana. You know, the one goaltending call with, that was not called on um, on LeBron—that could have gone. Um, Indiana could have definitely won Game Five. You know, and they could close it out in Game Six. That was—I um, think—that was sort of the NBA let that go for a reason. Busy. But that was definitely, if you go back, and then finally uh, after the game, uh, the NBA finally admits, so yeah, we made a bad call. That was goaltend. It's like, um, um, thank you, but uh, you know, you, you should have done that in game five, you know, at the end of the game. You should have looked at the, at the replay or something, you know. I think, uh, I think, I mean, um, I think uh, the Cavs are not as strong, you know. I mean, they made the changes, but if the bench does not sh- um, step up, if the um, if the other team members do not step up, then uh, it's going to be a tough road for them in Toronto.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean in, that's what I see. In regards to that call, I think on a play before that, uh, I think the ball, they called it out on LeBron, but it, w- it wasn't really out on him. And then uh, even if that goaltend goes through, LeBron still hits a three and Cleveland wins that game. So, I mean, I don't know. You never know, you
1: know. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's all. You, you, you never know that, you know. I mean, if that goaltend went through, that's a whole different ball game. You know that's a, that's the way I see it, and I think the NBA still.
0: Yeah, and it's also I, a whole I, different ball game if they don't call it out on LeBron and Cleveland gets the ball back on the possession previous to the one of on Victor Oladipo's goaltend. It had so more of an impact
1: that non-call had a had a huge impact in that game. Well, you know,
0: I mean, more there were two non-calls than, like, on both sides: one before on the play before, and then one on the uh, Victor Oladipo play. So I mean. Oh, does true. that even out, or does the does the Victor Oladipo one more important? What which one is it? I think the Victor
1: Oladipo. I think uh, the Victor Oladipo one was more important. Because that would have changed the momentum at that time. But whatever, I mean, what's done is done. You know, we you can't go back and change it now. But what's done is done. You know.
0: Okay, getting back to Toronto uh, from a defensive standpoint. Who are they going to throw at LeBron, and what kind of defensive schemes are they going to throw at LeBron to kind of throw him off his game, make him work for his points, and uh, make him not be so efficient in his scoring ability on the offensive side of the ball?
1: Well, the thing is, they can throw at, uh, I I forget all their players they have, but they have, uh, um, I forget who they have on that team, but, I mean, if I was them, I would um, I would try to uh, double team LeBron whenever I had a chance and make the other players step up uh, on the Cavs. You know because I, I, as you see the last the uh, game against Indiana, the the Cavs, uh, other players didn't really step up as well as they should have. You know that's the way I would go at it. And then uh, if that doesn't work, then I would try to take off. Um, I try to. Uh, to cut down some of those role players. I mean, some of the other players on the Cavs. Shut them down and and have LeBron try to, to win it on his own. But like I said before, bro, he's like, can he do it every single game? You know, with his age getting older, can he do it every single game? Which which is highly possible, but we have to see.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, in regards to my pick, uh, I think Toronto obviously is a much improved team. I, they have a lot more depth uh, we'll see if that comes into play in this series. and the, But I think on the other side, I think Cleveland's role, guys, I think I don't think they can play any worse than they played versus Indiana. I see them playing definitely m- no, that's that's better true. in this series versus Toronto. And because of that, I think LeBron will still be really good. I don't know if he'll be historically as good as he was versus Indiana. Uh, but I think this is going to be a long series for sure. But I'm going to go Cleveland in seven. I think LeBron has right. been the king of the East. <laughs> for the last seven years. And until I see someone beat him, I'm going to keep picking him in the East. And right. especially against know. Toronto, I'm going to go Cleveland seven. And I think they win a close one in game seven in Toronto to move on to the conference finals. So we'll right. agree to disagree on that one as well. And then that'll wrap it up for the Eastern conference conference, semifinal series. And we'll move on to the two Western conference semifinal series. Uh, they've both already begun, Game one has already been played in both series, uh, with the Rockets and Warriors, respectively, winning blowout games in each matchups. So we'll start with the the one four ma- the one five matchup. Excuse me, between the Rockets and the Jazz. What do you think going forward for that series? Who do you think uh, comes out on top?
1: I think uh, Rockets come out in either five or six. You know, I, I I think the Jazz are. I mean, they're a, hey, they're a great team themselves. You know, uh, Donovan Mitchell definitely, in my mind, should be Rookie of the Year. Um, the way he's come out and played, you know, I mean, a lot of people say Ben Simmons Rookie of the Year, but look, uh, look at today against the Celtics. You know, he, he he didn't play that well. I mean, he played good, but but he didn't play that well. You know, I mean, his assists weren't that high. He had what? Uh, I think fourteen points or something. Yeah, uh, but we, we, I we mean, based can't uh, base it on one game. What?
0: We have to look at the whole picture as far as rookie of the year. So I, I mean, mean, you
1: do have to look, but but you but you also have to look at it in the playoffs, bro. And I mean, that's what matters. You know, during the season, you can do all the stats you want. You know, but I think it comes down to what you do in the in the playoffs as well. I think that's especially if you're a rookie and if you're able to go into the playoffs with the team. You have to be uh, judged on that as well because uh, I, think the both, playoffs, I think both Simmons ball, and dude.
0: Mitchell have played very well in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, they both Well, see, I mean, they didn't you. Oh, I, I mean, don't think he played that well. You're not, I mean, you're immune. You, superstars are immune to some bad games here and there. I mean, uh, obviously, Mitchell, I, not, I, I Mitchell hasn't had excellent, all, excellent games and seven excellent games so far. I mean, he wasn't uh, that great. Yeah yesterday in game one against houston um, that's true. he had a no, that's true. That's true so uh i think we gotta I, take the I whole picture that's... into context so no, I mean... that's
1: true that's true yes. uh, that is true i mean um but i just think uh i mean if, if you go back to the series jazz and rocket i think the rockets have too much firepower you know i think they're i think they'll they'll take it in six you know i mean um the Jazz are a great team, dude, and but it all depends on, um, I mean, uh, it, it Mitchell can't do it alone, that's for sure. He's a rookie, and he's still learning. Uh, it, Rubio, uh, Rudy Corbet, um I think forget the other guy who they have, but but they all have to step up. You know, they all have to step up. And that, uh, in game one, it didn't look so good. You know, I, I think the, the Jazz didn't come out to play. I don't know what they were doing, but hopefully they step it up in game two and they and you never know. If they play well, if they play defense, if they hit their shots then they can definitely steal game two. But I but I still think it's gonna be a rocket in six games.
0: Yeah, I mean with the Jazz it's all about uh kind of how the pace they play. I mean they like to play a slower type pace. And when yeah. they when they do that, they're really su- successful. I mean, if they play a faster type p- pace, I mean, I think they're going to get destroyed because I mean, Houston thrives off that type of pace, especially offensively. Yeah. They're they're the they shoot the most threes in the league. They're one of the better sh- three point shooting teams in the league. They have uh, excellent ball handlers in James Harden, Chris Paul. Uh, excellent toughness up front with Capella, PJ Tucker, Nene Hilario. So I mean, they have. A, lots of different versatile ways to beat you and but i think utah's only shot is to play kind of a slower pace kind of limit the possessions uh bring the shot clock down as much as possible and then that's i think that's their formula for beating the rockets the question is can they do that for four of the next six games uh, moving forward exactly that's exactly. that's a very tough ask for a, a Utah team that wasn't even expected to make the playoffs this season. Exactly. So, but I do that. I do see this going six. I'm gonna go Rockets and six. I'll agree with you on that. I think Utah has a very tough uh, home court in Salt Lake City. Uh, very uh, loud, noisy fans. Uh, you play. You have. You throw in the factor of the elevation. That kind of messes with your body, your, your fatigue, your breathing pattern, and stuff like that. So that. That's a uh, good advantage for Utah. So with that, I see them winning a couple games, but I think the Rockets overall employ their pace, their three-point shooting, their MVP play of James Harden, uh, another Hall of Fame-level type player in Chris Paul. He plays well, and that's just too much to overcome for the Utah Jazz, and because of that, I'm going to go Houston in six. All right, sounds good. Okay, with that, we'll agree on that one, and we'll move on to the last conference semifinal series. Golden State Warriors, the two seed in the West, versus the six seed, New Orleans Pelicans. And Golden State uh, won game one in a blowout fashion. And what do you see for this series? Who do you think wins?
1: Uh, You know what? (coughs) In this one, (laughs) to be honest, I was kind of hoping... I was kind of hoping um, New Orleans would actually do better, (laughs) but they sort of came out as a a dud in game one. Um, I still have Golden State winning this, um, because I think Curry's coming back game two, if not game three for sure. Um, I I can definitely see Golden State winning this in, in five or six. I think six for
0: sure. Yeah, I think Golden State, I mean, six games, that's my pick as well. I mean, obviously, there were some questions about Golden State going in the playoffs. I mean, they really uh, slumped their way into the playoffs. There was a question, can they really turn that switch on and off? And they've definitely turned that switch on defensively, especially. I mean, their defense has been lights out in the entire playoffs so far. And then, I mean, New Orleans was the hottest team coming into the second round, uh, sweeping the portland trailblazers and kind of uh blow out embarrassing fashion to portland and everyone gave uh new orleans a really good shot at beating uh, golden state but they looked absolutely flat in game one uh anthony okay. davis was really the only one that showed up uh golden state really put a put the hammer down defensively and really locked them down i mean nobody could really do much other than anthony davis and kind of uh Goal, New Orleans had a lot of success defensively against the guards of Portland. We didn't see that similar similar success in game 1 against Clay Thompson, Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala and those type of guys. And then with Curry com, coming back, it's going to be even tougher to defend. So uh, a lot of a lot of trouble coming uh New Orleans way. So we'll see how they respond right. to that blowout loss in game 1. So I mean, what do you, what what adjustments do you think they need to make, and do you think they need to employ a slower type pace against Golden State, more defensive heavy?
1: I think they have to. I think they they gotta. I think they gotta. Um, what do you call? Utilize the paint. You know. Um, I think they gotta go more low post scoring, slow the game down a bit. You know. I think that's what. That's how you beat Golden State. I think if you're gonna try to um, run against Golden State, it's gonna be hard to beat them. You know, I think if you can slow them down, if you can make them best, um, a tad bit slower, a step slower, you have a. I think you have a shot to beat them. And I think New Orleans, you know, I think they have the personnel to do that. I mean you have? Um, um, I mean, you have what he call? You have? Um, um, ah, forget his name. You have Anthony Davis, dude. I mean, the guy is a low post scorer, and right? he can shoot outside. But he's also a low post scorer. Slow the game down. You know, slow the game down, um, have these guys defend them, get them in foul trouble. You know, I mean, they're going to have trouble in the low post. They're going to have trouble defending him. You know, have them go low post, get them in, in foul trouble. You know, and I've seen it. If you can get Colson in foul trouble, if you can do that, then their game sort of changes around. You know, I, I think if they do that, they can definitely beat them. But can they beat him in – Um, I mean, they already lost game one. You have six games left. Um, It's the first to win four, you know. Um, Golden State's up one. They're up zero. So now they're going to start... If they can get to four before Golden State do, then they can win, you know. But then again, that's a big if at this point. You know, there's a lot of changes that have to be made. You have to go more low low post, in my opinion. Uh, I think um, also Rondo has to uh, have... Rondo, Holiday, they have to step up their game. I don't think they, we showed up in game one. I think they need to like, uh, wake up and smell the coffee, (laughs) so to speak, you know? And I think if they can do that, they definitely have a shot. You know what I mean? But, um, we'll have to see what happens, for sure.
0: Yeah, Rondo and Holiday, uh, their importance is going to come defensively. I mean, they really have to kind of hone in and making it tough for Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. And then, Kind of like some role guys on New Orleans like Etwan Moore and Nikola Mirotic. They need to hit their open three-pointers. And I think if they can do that, they, they're they going to have some success and have a pretty decent shot at kind of winning some games. But, I mean, Golden State is Golden State for a reason. I mean, this is their fourth straight uh, finals run. I mean, they're a historic team. They've won the most regular season games of all time and a couple seasons ago. I mean, they've revolutionized the game, changed the Entire, the way the game has been played, so I. they're Golden State well, for a reason.
1: Is, yeah, you're right in a way, but I think the game, the, um, the game, has become soft, bro. You know, I mean, this could be a little <laughs> a little topic, but I thought I'd a little add a little something here because uh, the game has become soft, bro. I mean, I mean, before the Celtics game um, with the Sixers, they were showing highlights of the Celtics Sixers back in the day when Bird and uh, um, Dr. J. Uh, Bird and then. Uh, uh, what's his name uh Dr. J? It was Dr. J and then
0: um, Moses Malone um, Moses Malone, yeah, they showed, like, I mean, Parish,
1: they showed all these guys. Dude, and, Dude, they went at it, bro. I mean, they were like pushing, they were um fist fights. They were like uh I mean, that was a that's a, I mean, that's the NBA in my mind, you know? I mean, that's a true NBA. I mean, now they I mean, now the NBA changed, obviously like any sport is going to it's going to change something else, but I think that you know, I mean, um I think one reason why Golden State is uh, is the way they are is because the game is not as physical as it once was before. Because if you look at Golden State, they're not a physical team; they're more of a, a finesse team. I mean, yes, they are winning now because they, because it, the game has changed. But if you put these same players back in that era, they uh, they get abused. You know,
0: that's the way I see it. <laughs> but the, but if you look at it, I mean, if you put some of those players into today's game, kind of guys like Anthony Mason, some other guys who honed in and re- relied basically on physicality do they survive in today's game that's the question so I mean it's kind of like a two-sided uh, coin you look at it this way, why
1: did the NBA do this the NBA changed the rule because the NBA wanted more scoring they didn't want defense they wanted more scoring well defense you know, is, yeah. defense
0: is harder to play now because the, no hand checking allowed obviously exactly. le- that's,
1: right. no, no, that's true that's why I give the Celtics so much credit for their defense you know, they've had the best defense for, for the last couple of years. And how they play defense for 40 minutes a game is just incredible. You know, I mean, but I think the NBA, I it, it's just like the NFL. Why is it, the, like, how many years ago um, they changed the, um, uh, the pass interference call? Before it was like, um, you, you could touch a, a wide receiver or offensive player up to, like, what, like 10 yards down the ride, and now it's, like, five yards. And, it, and if you even blow on them, it's that's uh, pass interference. Even today in the NBA, it's like even if you go up there, if you don't even touch the guy and the guy misses the layup, he turns around, it's a foul. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the NBA has changed because obviously it wants more scoring, in my opinion, you know.
0: So, but doesn't it, doesn't a game with physical play kind of require more strength than skill? But as opposed to today's game, where it requires oh, yeah, more skill God. than strength.
1: I think you're right. Uh, it does require more more physical. I mean, more strength. More. Uh, and, and, uh, and the old school game, you're,
0: if you're stronger, you're you're going to do better. But kind of today, doesn't that kind of take it away? It requires you to have actual skill and not just strength. To kind of succeed well, in today's game,
1: skill strength. I mean, it's not just skill and strength. I mean, if you look at like like Jordan per se, you know, like when he came into the game, yeah, a, a, uh, Jordan was not a strength player. He was a finesse player. You know, I mean, I mean, the reason why he won see, so many titles with the Bulls is because of this of his play. But the minute he <laughs> met the Pistons, uh, everything went south. You know, I think that because the Pistons were allowed to to play physical with them, because at that time the NBA allowed that. Nowadays, the NBA does not even allow it. I mean, you can't even think of it. You, even if you go close and you, you push somebody, and just lightly touch them, it, it's a foul. It's a flagrant foul. You know, <laughs> it's like a flagrant. it's. A, it's a, I think in a way, in a way, yes, you're right. You know, I mean, you were right when you were uh, when you're saying that um how the game has its like now you have to have strength too which is right i mean all these players have to have strength to the way they're playing but i mean i think it's uh it also has changed where it's like the reason why teams like now how the game is evolving you know because it's sort of like you now you don't have um the more uh the physical center thing has pretty much gone from the game like the um like the physical center is uh like they have no um they have no um how'd i put it they have no um they have no space in the game now it's more of a a finesse game and more of a three point shooting playing out outside the paint
0: yeah you it's know, and basically I, I, a more skilled game isn't it because you have to be more multifaceted you have to be more versatile you have to be able to do multiple types of things instead of just being a kind of a a master of one trade you have to be a jack of all trades you have no, to be exactly.
1: But the thing is, I, I think that's why. But I, I, I you do really, I mean you do have to be a, a jack of all trades. I mean if you look at Boston, look at Al Holford, for example. I mean he has strength. He can play multiple positions. You know he can play pretty much five positions. He can play all five. You know he has that ability. So in a sense, yeah.
0: Uh, I do you know about right, all five. You know, Let's not get of ahead of ourselves. He can play probably uh, all forward positions or uh, all front guard no, no. positions. He can play point guard. No, he, he can't play, play point, point guard. Actually, come on, Al Horford.
1: I mean, like he's you not know, like a point, but he can play. He can play man point. You know, I mean, he he can bring up the ball. He he can bring up the ball to the thing. He can start a, a dribble, and, it, and then he passes it on.
0: Yeah, but not point on a consistent guard. basis, though, like a LeBron or Ben Simmons.
1: Oh, no, I don't think. Uh, honestly, I, <laughs> I know you're you're pretty high on Ben Simmons, but I'm not. I don't think he's that, he's that great of a player yet. Maybe he'll, he will be in the next couple of years, but I don't see him that well. He's missing a jumper. Our, uh,
0: I think other than that, I mean, he has a pretty complete package. The jumper needs I think to come, so, for too. sure. But
1: if you look at, like, uh, I mean, look at tonight, bro. I mean, look at Jason Tatum, you know. He was picked third overall. Look at him tonight. I mean, 28 points in a, a playoff game as a rookie, bro. That's pretty incredible. You know, I mean, that's like uh, uh, Larry Bird had like what as a rookie? Yeah, uh, he had some record of like, I think with the Celtics or maybe, maybe I don't recall, but uh, he had a rookie um, uh, of like 31 points. Tatum came in today at 29, at 28 points as a rookie. You know, and if you look at the way Tatum plays. I think he can play pretty much all four. He can play one through four. No, yeah,
0: Not as good as yes, Simmons the, can, mm-hmm. so, but... Hmm? He can't play point guard as good as Simmons can.
1: Oh, no, no. No, no. He can't play as good as Simmons, but at the same time, Simmons cannot play as good of a four as he can. You know, but, but the way I see it is... I think like, Simmons uh, is a much better defender
0: right? than Jason Tatum.
1: no, no. It, 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 Tatum plays well, bro. I mean, he's only... Tatum's like... How old is Simmons?
0: Simmons, I think, is 20, maybe?
1: Uh, he's got to be older than that. He's a
0: year older than Jason Tatum because they came out a year... Yeah, he's a
1: year older. I think Tatum just turned 19 or something.
0: Well, Simmons is 20, I think. He he only spent one year yeah, in college. He, he, so.
1: You know, I mean, but the way I see it is like, yeah, Simmons is there, but, I mean, in, in the game one today against a uh, capable defense. I mean yeah, he yeah, they beat up uh um it, it, Philly beat up the Heat, but the Heat uh but the Heat doesn't play defense.
0: I mean the Heat you are know? one of the better it defensive teams in the entire league this season, so
1: uh well, I mean it, it didn't show up against uh, the series with them, but if you look at today, the Celtics it's like Simmons was yeah, he had his moments, but uh, I think uh I didn't think too much highly of his game today.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean he, a, and, uh, he did Mr. He play very well. He could, be, he could be
1: better. I mean, I mean, if people compare him to be the next Magic Johnson, but I, I don't see it just yet, bro. I mean, well, honest, ha- in he, my opinion, I just... Saw he it. had a
0: triple-double against the Heat, and first rookie well, to do heat, that the since heat. Magic oh, Johnson.
1: That's so. the Heat. But if he has it against, like, um, for the better teams, I mean, the Heat does. He plays good defense, but I don't think they play uh, better defense than the Celtics
0: do. I think you're just honing I mean, in know. too much on one game, and you're you want to you want to rip Simmons just because he had a bad game or a kind of a mediocre game just today. So
1: no, I mean, I mean, not a mediocre game. I and mean, it's like I'm not hating on him, but uh, I'm just saying, bro, it's like um, I have to wait and see what happens. You know, I mean, my opinion hasn't changed yet until he shows up in a game, which he might.
0: No, yeah, but you're, you're honing in on Jason Tatum scoring 28 points today. I mean, Ben Simmons had, oh, no, it's not, ben Simmons had a triple-double against the Heat. No rookie has done that since Magic Johnson 38 yeah, years but, ago. But the,
1: but the Heat, uh, I wasn't too impressed with the Heat, bro.
0: That's I mean, it doesn't matter what you're impressed with. I mean, no rookie has done that in 38 years.
1: I mean, he's not a rookie, bro. He's still, he is a rookie. He's still, that's the thing. In my mind, he's not a rookie. He's only played his rookie year. This is his first year in the league. This is his second year in my mind. You have to understand, because it, you go back to what you were saying, like, yeah, yeah he got hurt, but I, I, think he, I don't think he's a rookie this year. You know, that's a, in my mind, I think this is his second year. You know, the, so, so in a sense, that's where I'm coming from, you know?
0: So, I mean, but 20-year-old versus 19-year-old, does that really make much of a difference? They're still both very young guys, and they're both well, I, very I think inexperienced. It does
1: because, uh, I think it does because he's already had some experience in the league last year. But
0: what experience? Watching, <laughs> a, watching a team go I mean, 20 he... and 62? Is that the experience he had? No, yeah,
1: but when he got to play in the league. He got to be around the team. You know yeah, I mean? He got
0: to be around the That's team travel, but he watched a team that tanked and what ended up winning like 22 games. Is that really much of an experience?
1: I don't know. I don't know, but he got the. Uh,
0: I mean, it, maybe in from a maturity mind, standpoint, he the because NBA, just bro, you know, kind of I getting mean, used to the NBA to lifestyle. NBA. But you know? I mean, the best experience you can get is on court, actually playing. And he didn't do that till know. this season.
1: Well, I mean, he played some games. He didn't play like yeah, he didn't play the majority of the season for sure. You know, but he got some experience. He had more experience than most rookies ever come up. That's why I think like
0: Donovan Mitchell should be Rookie of the Year in my opinion. Okay, I mean if you, you know that's, that's a, I mean if if they change the rules, I mean obviously Donovan Mitchell would be the Rookie of the Year. But uh, I mean they haven't changed the I mean, rules.
1: I mean I don't see, honestly, I don't see that because Donovan Mitchell is pretty much carrying the Jazz to where they are right now. I mean Philly is good because Philly has a, a lot of young players. You know they don't have to rely on Simmons to do well.
0: Well, I think i, mean, I, I don't think it
1: would beat? be as good without Simmons. Nope. So, maybe I mean that could be the case. Maybe, but I mean, but phillies to have to decide what they're going to do eventually. You know, because they have Simmons, um, they are fault waiting. Uh, I don't think they can. Get, I don't think they can afford both of those guys. I mean, they got to do something eventually. I mean, they just gave Embiid that a, a huge contract.
0: Yeah, oh, I, think, I mean, we'll see I what mean, happens, bro. They'll, they'll figure it. They'll find a way to figure it out. I mean, they have uh, two of the better uh, young stars in the game, and I, th- I think they'll find a way to figure out the contract situation when it comes time to do so.
1: I think so. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens with the contract situation. You know, it's like the same with the Celtics. The I mean, Celtics have to figure out something with Rozier because he under a contract next year, but the following year he's um, he's a free agent. I mean, a but he, I think he has a qualifying offer. Same with Smart. You know, plus they got these these picks coming up, so we we'll have to see what happens. It'll be interesting.
0: So, have you seen enough from Terry Rozier to tell you that he's going to be a star in the future?
1: I think so. Yeah, I have. I think because, dude, he's, dude I've been. I'm not going to. I would not be shocked if they give him a qualifying offer and they try to match it because the way he's played the way he's playing, bro, the way he's coming up, he's playing, he's leading the team. There's going to be a lot of teams who are, who are going to throw huge offers at him. There's going to be a lot of teams who are going to throw money at
0: him. I think that would be bad money because, I mean, because he's not going to be as good next year when Kyrie Irving comes back. So, I mean, well,
1: that's true. No, uh, uh, that is true. But see... But thing is, in a sense, this actually works out for the Celtics in a way, because um, I mean, if you want to look at like, uh, so to speak, a uh, a blessing in disguise from these injuries, is you're getting to see all these players get experience and showcase what they can do, especially with Tatum and Brown. I think those two are going to be, um, if they continue to stay on the same team with the Celtics and there's no trade, those are going to be, those two will be dangerous, bro. I mean, look at these guys already. They're They're getting playoff experience. They they play really well together, you know. If if they can grow up together, together play well together like that, dude, that's a a very good tandem. Just like how you said, how you mentioned about Simmons and um, Embiid, that that's another tandem. That's another tandem you can add there, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I I think Kyrie is going to be. Uh, obviously the superstar of that team going forward and then obviously Gordon Hayward comes back so you don't know how that kind of plays into things so a lot of kind of changes for the Celtics teams next year when if they're fully healthy
1: well yeah because a lot of these guys can uh, come off the bench bro That that's the thing it, it, imagine if you have Tatum or Brown coming off the bench you know when uh, Kyrie and, and Hayward come back you know you have them you have um, what do you call it? you have Kyrie you have Hayward you have Horford uh, then you start um, um, you, you can start Tatum or you can start Brown you know um, so I mean but, you, but, hey, if those that come off the bench that's even better bro but we'll see what happens man it, it, it's still a long season okay? I mean a long playoff season
0: Okay, for sure. I mean, how did we get to into the Celtics talks, Ben Simmons versus Donovan Mitchell? I mean, we were just talking about the Warriors versus the Pelicans. What happened?
1: I don't know, bro. It's just my thinking is, my thinking is, it's like, uh, I don't know, bro. I I think you just have to, I you
0: mean. Brought, um, you brought your old man philosophy, get off the lawn into it, saying there's no physical play in today's game. You don't like the. No, there isn't,
1: bro. Yeah, there isn't, dude. I have to say there isn't. I will, uh, I will put my four. My foot forward. There is no there is no physicality in, in today's game, bro. Even LeBron, bro. I mean, it's not compared to to what it was back in the '80s and early '90s. No do you, way.
0: Do you think the game would be more enjoyable if there was more physicality?
1: I think so. In my mind, I think so because I, I think you have to sort of. Uh, I think it, it, it's more fun to watch.
0: So you, you know? would you <laughs> would enjoy watching the '76 '73 type games versus the. Hundred twenty five to hundred twenty two type games. Oh yeah,
1: any day, bro. Any day, mm. I love to see it any day.
0: Why is that? Is that because how you grew up watching the NBA, or is that just the type of basketball you like?
1: No, that's the type. That's the type of basketball I like. I like more of the, of the defensive basketball because because when I play um, basketball, I I'm more of a a defensive minded guy. So you like to, you, you know, like to throw
0: you like to throw elbows and stuff at the offensive guys. Play physical? Is that how you play?
1: I, play I mean, I will play elbows in a sense, but I play defense. I if you're going to score on me, I'm going to make you work to score on me. Like, it's not going to come easy. You know what I mean? It's not going to come easy. I'm not going to be like you know what. Most of the NBA right now who doesn't care about defense and is thinking, okay, let me just play little defense. All I care about is like, getting the ball in my hand. uh on the next play, on the offensive side of the ball. And that's what I'm thinking of. You know, most of the time.
0: But that's do like, you do you approve do you approve of defense being good if you're allowed to hand check and stuff and allowed to be physical as opposed to playing uh, solid, fundamental, sound defense? What what defense do you prefer?
1: Not, I mean, not hand check it. Be physical. I mean, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is the NBA lets um, right now if you pretty much just hit somebody, you know, it, it, it really not even hit him. If you go up and and they go up and you and you gently touch their hand or something, it's a foul. You, you see what I'm saying? Look at these players, dude. Look at LeBron. Look at um, when Kobe was there. Look at the, all these other players who come out. Like, even Irving at times, he goes up and, and they go up and the um, he, replay clearly shows they weren't even touched. They just the hand was close to them, and they get a foul call. You know that's one thing I don't like. You know, I mean, I'm more like uh, my thing is, it's like if you can earn it and if you can score against a tough defense, then then you know what? Hey, in my
0: book, you're one of uh, you're one heck of a player. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I'll I disagree on that one. I like more fast paced style play. I like more offense. All right a lot more passing like we're seeing today with the Warriors I mean and some other teams like Boston so I mean that's the type of game I like to ple- I'd like to see play, but we'll agree to disagree on that one and I guess right. going back to the Warriors Pelicans series we're both taking the Warriors in 6 correct Yeah that is correct bro Okay fair enough uh, any other old man get off my lawn uh, topics you want to bring up before we uh, sign off for the night Ah
1: uh, if you want to bring that up I'm I- I think I have some in my I treasure chest here, you know. Uh, I have some, uh, some old things I want to discuss. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I can't think of anything right now. But uh, I'll definitely keep that in mind for our next podcast.
0: Okay, sounds good. Pleasure having you on. Thank you so much.
1: You. Thank you so much for having me, bro.
0: Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy all the second round series, and uh, we'll see you guys for the conference final series.